did that was not pleasing to your sight. And we ask you to clean us up for what we did not know was pleasing in your sight. Father, have your way in Jesus' name. Thank you for your word that transforms our minds. Thank you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Thank you for your word that is sharper than a two-edged sword. Thank you for your word that is used to order our steps and guide our thoughts. Thank you for your word that is our weapon. Thank you that your word will never return into your void, but it will accomplish that which you please and prosper in the things that you have sent it to do. Thank you, God, that your word will never pass away in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your word, your word that we can hide in our hearts, that we might not sin against you, your word that every situation and circumstance that we go through or that we're in will help us to get through it in Jesus' name. We praise you for it right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for being in the midst of us on this line every time we come together in Jesus' name. That whatever is said is decent and in order. It's guided by you in Jesus' name, Lord. No matter how often someone prays, we thank you, God, because you told us in your word to pray without ceasing, so we know that it's not enough. But we thank you for hearing and answering in Jesus' name. We thank you for changing us to be more like you, to realize that prayers change situations as well as people, God. We thank you, O Lord of the changes that have taken place in our lives and the ones that will take place so that we can exemplify your character no matter where we are and who we are around. Let us be consistent in our walk, in our talk, and in our thoughts, God. And if there's something that you want us to not say, to not let come out, God, we thank you for bridling our tongues in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God for loving us enough to send your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. We thank you, Father God, that he was obedient to your word to do what you have called him to do, that his blood was shed for us, God, that we might live in Jesus' name. We thank you for the blood that never loses its power, God. We thank you, Father God, that no matter how much or how little we sin, the blood still works, God. We thank you for the blood that's healing and delivering us in Jesus' name. We thank you for the blood that protects us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your blood. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We thank you for making us whole in you, God, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Thank you in the name of Jesus, God. We come against abusive spirits right now, Lord. For anyone who may be in a situation that is hurtful or harmful to their lives, God, we ask you to protect them in Jesus' name. We pray for those who are incarcerated, God. 
And thank you for the ones who have the prison ministries that go out and teach and preach your word that they don't have to be uh, locked up in their minds and in their spirits, God. They can be made free in you in Jesus' name. We praise you right now, God, and ask you to go get into the midst of our marriage relationships, Father God. Teach us to be the wives that are the helpmates that you created us to be, Lord, to be the prayer warriors for and with the husbands that you have blessed us with, God, to cover them, to cover our children in your power in Jesus' name. We pray for those husbands, Father God, that they will be the head of their households the way that Christ is the head of the church, not provoking their children to wrath in Jesus' name. Let us not be nagging wives, God, where the husband would want to live on the rooftop than to be in the house with us in Jesus' name. We praise you, Lord God, that we encourage one another to walk upright, to live a life that's pleasing to you, to stand in the gap for one another in prayer, that we will be covered and we will be protected and upheld in your righteous right hand in Jesus' name. We pray for all of our children, oh God, that they are obedient to your word. Honoring father and mother, that the days may their days may be long on this earth in Jesus' name. Honoring father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. For our neighbors, God, that we let our light so shine before them that they see our good works and glorify you who are in heaven, God. We thank you that the light of you shines so bright, God, that when people see us, they know that there is something different about us, that we are seeking your face, that we are turning from wicked ways, God, so that you will heal the land when we pray, God, so that you will be magnified and how we walk and how we talk in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you, God, for the one that's going to share your word this morning. Speak to them and through them so that we hear your voice and yours alone, God, so that we can obey what you command us to do and not just what they think we should do in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for their time of meditation, prayer, and fasting in the name of Jesus, that they desire to be drawn closer to you so that they can continue to run this race that is set before them, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith in the name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you, Father God, for being in every school in Jesus' name, from removing bullying, for removing suicide spirits in Jesus' name, for casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against you in Jesus' name. We thank you that our thoughts line up with your word, God. Even though we know that your thoughts are higher than ours and your ways are higher than ours, we ask you to line it up with what you want us to do, where you want us to go, God. Stir up the gifts of your spirit in us in Jesus' name. Let us speak words of faith in the name of Jesus. Let us operate in the gifts of administration in the name of Jesus. Let us lay hands on the sick so that they recover in Jesus' name. Let us see it before we see it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, 
that we can operate in knowing that we're trying the spirits by your spirit because the standard is your spirit in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you, oh God, that we come against alcoholism and drug addiction right now in the name of Jesus. Remove the desire. Dry it up from their spirits. Dry it up from their hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask you to You protect us no matter where we're going in Jesus' name. As some people begin to celebrate Halloween, God, let us continue to celebrate you, to celebrate your death, burial, and resurrection, Father God, to celebrate that you are a soon-coming king to come back for a church without spot or wrinkle in Jesus' name, to come back for your children with the sound of a trumpet, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you will open the hearts and minds of your people, that they don't end invite the demonic in their house, God, but they invite your love, your grace, your mercy, your gentleness, your faith, your meekness and temperance into their houses and into their lives in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you, God, for those who have to have doctor's visits today, that you be in the midst that report, Father God. You open ears to hear you, Father God. You open eyes to see you in Jesus' name. You open hearts to receive you in the name of Jesus. We praise you right now for every household of worship, God, that your word will be taught. It will be lived out in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Be with those who are traveling, God, that everything in the vehicle that they are in works in divine order, that they don't get pulled over by the police as they're traveling in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that you get them to where they're going safely and then you return them to their homes the same way in Jesus' name. We thank you for it right now, oh God, as we walk by faith and not by sight, that you be glorified in everything we do. You be honored in our walk and in our talk in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for having your way in the way that we pray for your Holy Spirit giving us words that we don't even know that we should pray for, God, situations that we don't even know we should pray for, God, but you allow it to come out of our mouths, God. You allow the thoughts to come in on what we should say next in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that Alzheimer's does not have to set in our minds in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that arthritis does not have to set in in our joints and bones in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that we don't have to accept high blood pressure in Jesus' name. We don't have to accept the side effects and the effects of a stroke, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, that we don't have to accept asthma in Jesus' name. We don't have to accept learning disabilities, God. We can accept your report and say that we walk in our healing and our health, God. We walk in our abilities because you give us strength in the name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you right now, God, as we prepare to end this year and go into another year, God, that you be there with us in Jesus' name because you never leave us and never forsake us. We thank you in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. 
that we don't have to accept the ways of this world, God, but we accept you in Jesus' name. We praise you right now, Father God, that even whatever we eat this day, it nourishes our bodies the way that your spiritual food nourishes our souls in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the appetite that you give us to eat the food, God. We don't have to listen to people telling us what's good and not good, God, because everything you made is good and very good in Jesus' name. And as we give it back to you, God, You remove all impurities in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We glorify you. We honor you, God. We lift you up. Remove all disruption on this line right now in Jesus' name. Remove all static in the name of Jesus. Remove all satanic and demonic hindrances that are trying to come against us, sharing this gospel with one another, sharing these prayers with one another. In the name of Jesus, we cast it back into the pit where it belongs, and we give you free reign on this line at all times in Jesus' name. We give you full control in the name of Jesus, that everyone who speaks, it will be heard clearly in Jesus' name, in our ears and in our hearts, in the name of Jesus. We pray for all of the other people who use this system, God, that they would use it to your glory in Jesus' name. We pray for the ones who have organized it, Father God that there whatever needs to be done to correct any glitches, any problems, God, that you lead them to do in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it right now, Father God, that this will be an opportunity for more prayer, an opportunity for more people to come and share your word in Jesus' name. We thank you, God. We praise you. We lift you up. We magnify you, we honor you, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, God bless you, praise the Lord, God bless you today. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Hey, love, this is all God asks us to do is to speak his face, press our way to the kingdom of God. Uh, on this morning, we have to on the line. First lady, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. All right, go ahead. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you. Brothers and sisters, let's bow our heads in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you just for another morning, God. Thank you for Minister Franklin um, bringing the word of prayer to you, God, um, hearing our petitions this morning. Lord, I just ask that you be with me as I speak to your people and only give, let, allow me to speak only what you have given me, God. And everything else, Father, put me aside, and you stand up in me and in front of me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning, saints. This morning we'll be coming from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 6 and 7, and then Galatians 5, and there's a few cha- verses that I want to address in that chapter. But let's first go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, and it reads, Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Purge out therefore the whole leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Let's go over to Galatians chapter 5, 
verse 1. And like I said, I'm just going to pick up a few verses in there. Uh, Chapter 5, verse 1. Stand stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Verse 7, 8, 9, and 10. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that called it you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubles you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. This morning, I want us to look at ourselves, um, whoever's on this prayer line. Uh, this message is about me and you. God has been working with me um, just emotionally, spiritually, even physically over the last few weeks. And um, this morning, I want to talk about our individual walks, our individual uh, mindset, our individual cross experience. Um, a cross experience, if you don't know what that is, if you never heard that term, it's a moment when you realize that Jesus died for you. Um, we know that he died for the, the world, the sins of the world, but the cross experience is something that he does when you recognize, when you realize that he did it just for you. Um, that when you look at the cross or you speak of Jesus, there's something inside of you that pulls a emotional, um, a, a spiritual place that says, he died for me. Um, that you know that when you look at Calvary Cross, it wasn't. It, it becomes a moment of just you and Jesus, and it seems like nobody else is around you. And I want to interject here that when I say the word you, I want to make this clear. I, too, am going through a process, as I said earlier, with the Holy Spirit. So this message is for me and for you. And the reason why I want to interject that is um, because when the enemy doesn't want a thing rooted out, or pulled down, or destroyed, he will start planting a doubt of me as a speaker. He may even bring up others that you believe may need to be on this prayer line to hear this message, but this morning this message is for you, so I want you to focus on you, on what you're doing in your walk right now. So does your week sound like this, and this is in no particular order? Sunday, you go to church. Maybe you don't. Monday is doubtful. Tuesday, you're happy. Wednesday, you're quiet. Thursday is anxious and panicky. Friday, you're happy all over again. And Saturday, you're worrying. How many days and nights do you toss and turn in your mind and in your bed? Well, Albert Einstein said it like this, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. Saints, are we going insane this morning? Are we going insane in our walk? This morning, God is saying, I want to give to you so that you can be more than conquerors. I have brought you through so much. I have opened doors and closed doors. I have delivered. I have been long-suffering with you. I have forgiven you. I kept you from death. Even when you didn't deserve it, I gave it. Brothers and sisters, our world is in a shambles. We know that. But don't you know the world is doing what the world is supposed to do? We cry out and we want to say, pray for all these things that are going on around us. But the world is doing exactly what the world was built to do. It is Satan's realm. So anything that goes on in it, yes, it's horrible and traumatic. But what I did realize when I was coming with this lesson, when the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, the world is even shocked with what the world is doing. Think about it. Why do we have prisons? 
The world is even scared of its own. One sin from Adam leavened the whole world we live in thousands of years later. Now, we are at this morning, morning, October 29, 2019. Who are you right now? I believe God has already shown you what is old in you, that thing that is leavening your whole presence on earth right now. As children of God, going to church isn't enough. Praying isn't enough. Fasting isn't enough. Faith isn't enough when you still have some old in you. No matter how small it is, it will affect you as a whole. If you choose to hold on to it, if you choose to decide it's not big of a deal for you, if you, if, if you choose to honor you and what you want and your desires more than you choose to honor God, let's remember scripture when he said, Jesus said to us, these people draw near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their heart is so far from me. But in vain they do worship me. Are you worshiping in vain? Are you praising in vain? Are you going to church in vain? Are you praying in vain? Are you fasting in vain? See, when we have old things in us, we're doing all this in vain. And I'm not talking about somebody who is repentive, who is coming to God saying and, and, and saying, Lord, help me. I'm saying where you just tossed aside that little bit of old in you, that, that, that leavening in you that is affecting you, that you, oh, oh, it, it's okay, it's okay. Let, let's go to Scripture. 1 Corinthians 5, 6, and 7 in this chapter talks about a man who's fornicating with his wife, and it also talks about how we should um, rejoice when someone falls. But in verse 6, Apostle Paul is telling us, Do not, your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven." Leaven, leaven is the whole lump. What goes on around you affects you. Because what you don't understand is the more you're around it, it does get inside you. And if there's something, and that's something that the devil is good at because he does this 24-7, he knows what's in you. He knows what's that old. I don't care how many times you try to walk away from it. I don't care how many times you try to cast it down. But with no power, with not recognizing, with not putting it in the, in the forefront of your heart, without confessing it to God that this old is in you and that you want it out, this leavening will affect your whole lineage. We talked on Sunday. I teach a youth Sunday and we um, uh, uh, youth. I'm sorry, youth ministry, and we talked about our lineage. What are we doing in, uh, now as children? What are we doing as men and women of God that will affect what goes on around us? What will affect our lineage? And right now, if you choose not to purge, which means to clean out and get rid of that old leavening, that old that's in, in you, remember you're doing the insanity quote. You're doing something over and over and over, and you're thinking that something different is going to happen, and nothing different is happening. That's why your week looks the same week after week, month after month, year after year, and you just not, you haven't even realized that you're tired. You're tired of walking this walk. You, you're getting frustrated. You're getting confused. You're, you're getting even upset with God. God, why has nothing changed? And yet God is on the throne saying, why haven't you changed? Why are you allowing things around you to affect you? The leaven is affecting you. Leavening is, is it rises up bread. What's affecting you? Even something, so, the parable talks about, it, it's so small, but it affects 
affects you. Something that you think is nothing is something to God. It's something is preventing God from doing what he needs to do in you. I want us to go over to first, uh, Galatians 1. It says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. We're free. We are free. Do you realize how free you are in Christ, what he has done for you? But yet, because we choose to hold on to something in our past, choose to hold on to the old, we are yet yoked in bondage again. Every single day you wake up with that thing in you. You're yoked in bondage. You, I, I don't care if you speak in tongues. I don't care if you cast out devils. I don't care what you do. I don't care how well you preach or how well you pray or how well you teach. There is something. You have bondage in you. And God is saying, I, 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 didn't, I didn't put that there. I, I'm giving you freedom, but you keep choosing this leaven, this, this, this thing that's affecting you, this oldness in you. You keep wanting that. Why do you keep wanting that all, over all that I've done for you? He says you did run well. Saints, we all know what it's like when we first got saved, man. We ran. We ran for Jesus. We wanted to go to every revival. Every time the church was open, we wanted to be there. We wanted to be at prayer meetings. We wanted to be at healing services, at deliverance services. We wanted to be under the man of God. We wanted to clean the church. We wanted to be there from sunup to sundown. But where are we now? Over the years and over the months of doing the same thing, where are we now in our walk? I would, do we still have that that zeal for God? Or has the leaven taken over our lives? He says, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? I said today this is about you. This is about me. And while I was reading the scripture, I realized God is speaking to us. He's asking a question, who did hinder you that ye shall not obey the truth? I waited to give you the message of my title for that scripture. And the message of my, the title of my message is, I am in my way. You are the one hindering you. You are the one hindering you that you do not obey the truth. You are the one. This persuasion coming not of him that called you. God didn't give you this. This is something you're choosing to take up. This is something you're choosing to hold on to. This is something you're doing, not what God is doing. Verse 10, this is, this is so important for us to understand. Verse 10, it says, I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will not be none otherwise minded, but he that troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he be. This morning, he be you. You are the one. You are the one that's hindering you. You are the one troubling you. And you are the one that's going to be in judgment. See, it's easy for us to point our fingers. I said earlier, we want to talk about who needs to be on the prayer line or who needs to hear this message or who needs to be at church or who needs to be at the prayer meeting or who needs to be fasting or who needs – but it's you. You are the one hindering you. You are the one with the leaven. You are the one corrupting you because you choose to hold on to something that God is saying, I set you free from that. Why do you keep picking it back up? Why do you keep hindering yourself? See, and this is the thing, and we all know this as saints. 
anybody, any religion, any any uh, new age, whatever you want to call it, they can do a thousand things wrong. It may be on the news for a moment, but you let one pastor, one saint do something wrong, and it's on news repetitively because he's looking at us. They're looking at our walk. They're looking at our journey. They're looking at the way we talk, the way we walk, the way that we do things. They're looking at that, and they're saying, huh, I told you, they're nothing. But what you have to realize this morning is that you are somebody. God called you. He called you to be an example to the world. The world is going to do what the world wants to do. But what we don't realize is you being an example means that you won't hinder the move of God in church, around you, in your family. There's people who refuse to go to church because of you. There's people who refuse to be around you because of you, but yet you in church speaking in tongues. You in church crying and screaming out. But you are hindering the move of God. You are hindering what God wants to do to you. So this morning I want to encourage you, take time out before you start your day. Even if it's a minute, five minutes, 20 minutes, I want you to look at you this morning. God wants us to look at ourselves. Verse 10 says it all. He said, but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment. That's God's judgment. And God is saying it's us troubling us. It's us hindering us. It's us hindering the move of God. We can say all day the spirit was heavy in church today. We can say all day, uh, God didn't do nothing at church. What happened at church today? Well, why, why, well, what was, what's going on? But God is saying, if you worship me in spirit and in truth, you don't have to pay attention to what else other people are doing. Work on you, and you be that example for your family. You be that example in church. You be that example in the world. The world is still going to do what it wants to do but yet you can still be a bright light. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this word, Lord. I thank you, Father, for being long-suffering with us. I thank you for your grace and mercy, God, that this word has come forth, God, that you're giving us a chance, even on today, Father, to start anew. Lord, we don't want to be insane doing the same thing over and over and over, thinking we're going to get something different, but yet, Lord, we want to be new. We want to be new, God. We don't want to hinder ourselves. But yet, Father, with this power and the authority that you have given us through the Holy Spirit, we will be new. We will rejoice in truth. We will rejoice, Father, in you. We will worship you, Father. We will praise you, God. Lord, we thank you for the word. We praise you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. Oh, God, God bless you. Hey, that's a pastoral message that calls all of them, including myself, to examine our spirit, man, because, hey, beloved, God is trying to set us free. We walk freely in the things of God. Understand what Paul was saying to the church, to Galatians. Who did hinder you? Uh, there's a metaphor from an army term, mean to break up the road that you were traveling on. Who broke up your road? Or what broke up your road? 
Hey, beloved, something to think about. This is your Apostle Keith Brooks. Till Thursday morning, I want you to stay in prayer. Now, listen, I call for 12 of you all to join with me to fast and pray. I'll send you a text today concerning the fast, how we'll be doing it. Uh, uh, it's going to be powerful, but if you obey it and walk with it, I'll Throughout the year, you will see some miracles take place in your life. I promise you God is calling something great. We all got to keep on pressing our way through the things of Christ. Hey, I love you. I'm praying for you. Have a blessed day. I'm out. God bless you.